Welcome back to Adolescence After Al Alderaan. Hi. <laughs> Adolescence After Alderaan. I am Caroline Guthrie. I'm Meg Fariello. And we are here to discuss Shadow Academy, book two of the Dark Shadow, oh, sorry, book two of the Jedi Shadow trilogy. Right. In the, the second book in the Young Jedi Knights series. series. Right. Yeah. So we're going to start by like going through the events of the story, and then we'll sort of dive into the areas to tease apart, yeah. and there's a lot, a lot more going on here. Yeah, it definitely um, feels more like the Young Jedi Knight books I read as a kid. Right, no, if you, <laughs> listen, if you listen to our Heirs of the Force episode, you know, like, not a lot happened there, and I found this book really reassuring, you're like, oh, I wasn't crazy to love these books, like, there is actually... Stuff happening. Right, things them. happen. Um, so it sort of jumps pretty. I don't know exactly what the timeline is, but it's fairly soon after. Yeah, maybe like a month or two later. Of course, and Airs of Force mentions that Lando Calrissian, our old friend, has uh, some sort of mining development on Yavin, the gas planet that Yavin Four surrounds, uh, and he's taken three of our young Jedi Knights, Jason, Jaina, and Loey. On like a field trip, we'll discuss this <laughs> further. Uh, to mine Cor Corsica, Corsica gems. Okay, that's how I was pronouncing Corsica <laughs> gems, which are very, very valuable and, and apparently very hard. Like di I, I assume they're sort of diamond, like yeah, like can cut through metal. Right, way more valuable and even harder than diamonds, yeah. but a um, lot like diamonds. Yeah, yeah they're gems. Um, meanwhile, at the same time, Tanalka, my favorite of the nights. <laughs> is very nervous. She stayed behind because her grandmother, who is the matriarch of this very wealthy and powerful system called Hapes, um, is sending her, like... Ambassador? Yeah, to, like, check on... Which doesn't seem like an ambassador job. I mean, we'll just say ambassador means representative yeah, in this situation. Like, it seems like this is something that happens every once in a while, just to, like, check out Tanaka. So she's very worried, and that's why she sort of stayed behind. Right, she doesn't want to be outed as a princess. Yeah, which seems... We'll talk about <laughs> That they don't know her background as right. for seemingly a while. Um, and so uh, Lando takes the twins and Loey on this, like, very, very dangerous adventure to uh, mine these gems. Right. On their way back up, there's some sort of emergency, uh, and this group has sort of infiltrated the mining. Right, they're attacked by, like, Imperial ships, yeah. and uh, the young Jedis are kidnapped. Yes. <laughs> and Lando gets knocked out. Um, this word gets back to Luke... And Leia and Han, who are all very worried. Right, and Luke's like, you guys hang tight. Right, don't come here to save your kids. <laughs> You've got government stuff to do. Right. Tenel Ka and I will handle this. So he takes Tenel Ka, who is a child, <laughs> um, on this very, very dangerous mission again. Yeah, he's taking in her... disguise. He takes her in disguise to, like, dangerous bars where she's ordering, like... Super strong drinks, yeah. and <laughs> so yeah, they go to this like outpost planet, Orgo Prime, I think it was called. They get information. They find out that uh, the people who are buying these Corsica gems were related to people on Dathomir, which is Tanelka's mother's home planet. They travel to Dathomir. They talk to her grandmother. They find these sort of, uh, I guess, 
like offshoot group of Dathomir women. Yeah, it's, it's a, like a resurgence of some a past problem they've had on Dathomir, which yeah. is like dark for, dark side uh, using women um, that are the the dark sisters and the night sisters. Night sisters yeah, so the yeah. night sisters are back, but this time like they're hotties and they're recruiting men too. Um, and so Tinelka and Luke just Luke has not put Tinelka in enough danger already. Nope. <laughs> they infiltrate the night sisters. And uh, find out that strong dark side users are being taken to like a off-world uh, training facility called the Shadow Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and while all this is happening, we're also following the right. other three who have been taken against their will to the Shadow Academy to be trained by uh, Brachus, Luke's uh, sort of Kylo Ren student from right. the previous book, in the ways of the dark side. They're really not on board for it. No. Brackus is just like, you'll come around. Right. I'm not worried. <laughs> and alongside Brackus is this uh, Dathomir Knight sister named Tamith Kai. Yeah, Tamith Kai. That's what we're going to pronounce it. Um, and she is the sort of more disciplinarian, like torture yeah, she's, style Yeah, she's thing. very aggressive. Uh, you know, Brackus has like the sort of serenely evil thing going yeah, on. Yeah, it's like a mixture of light and dark training. Yeah, he's not, like, he's not a flying-off-the-handle kind of guy. Yeah, he's pretty, even when things are terribly wrong for him, he's just pretty, like, no, he's, head on straight. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, his him. whole deal is, like, he's a hottie, he's hearing I'm too sexy in his head nonstop. Oh, yeah, <laughs> 100%. And he just seems to, I guess we can get into his deal a little more. So anyway, they're trying to train and sort of flip the the Jedi's it's mixed results they're putting them through all kinds of dangerous right. evil things and right as the our three heroes decides to stage their big escape from right. the academy Which is successful. yeah totally successful uh, Luke and Tinelka arrive at the same time and they all yeah hoof it out together managed manage to get out and back for. Yeah. This is a pretty, like, general... Right, so there's, you know, the adventure, and there's adversity, and everybody's working to the same goal, and it comes together... Right. ...sort of perfectly. Right. Thank goodness. So where do you want to start? <sighs> there's so... <laughs> there's so, so much going on here. I feel like we should start... I have, like, a couple of really big questions that come out of this book. Uh-huh. And I guess, like, my, my biggest question is, like, how... Do the light side and the dark side work? <laughs> I, yeah, and this is a question I think that goes beyond right. this book. But for sure, and this is something I think that Last Jedi maybe brings up a little bit too, in that, like, is there a middle ground? And if there is a middle ground, what is that middle ground? And a lot of, like, what Brackus was saying sounded very similar to, like, light side, training. Right. He seemed to be sort of mixing the two together. As we said, just sort of like mixed results. But yeah, I'm not really sure like what. Yeah, there's, because they, sometimes when you talk about the dark side, it seems like it's just, you know, like an alternative way of harnessing power that right. rather than from serenity, you use like impulsiveness rather than from like quiet, you use anger and right. all that stuff. But that's still like 
from you. That's still like you making choices and you like doing all of these things. But the way that the dark side gets sort of treated in here is that it's almost like, it's like a Faustian pact. Like you make a deal with the dark side and then like the dark side's just in charge. Like once the dark side like seduces you and takes you over, then it's almost like you're a different person. I mean, that does seem like a very like, sort of, like, old trilogy Star Wars idea of what yeah. the dark side is, is that it's seductive, and it's, um, if you fall prey to those impulses, then it's very, very hard to, like, break away from that. Yeah. My biggest question, I think, especially with, like, the training sequences, was with Loey, because Loey is a Wookiee. Right. And, like, Wookiees, as a species, from what we know in Star Wars, are just... They have tempers. Yeah, they have impulse control issues. And that's just who they are. It's not bad or good. It's right. just, like, a Wookiee trait. So, like, harnessing Loie's, like, anger, to me, seemed maybe, like, either too easy or, like, that's not actually the way to get Loie to turn to Right. But, I mean, it's sort of like, and this is, you know, unfair to Wookiees, but it's the best, like, equivalent I have is, like, with toddlers. Yeah. Like, they have big emotions and they can't control them and sometimes they will, like, get, like, aggravated and angry and, like, throw things right. or fling themselves on the floor and yell and scream. Um, if they could rip your arms off, they would. Thank right. God they can't. But, like, that doesn't make them evil. Right. That's it's not, like, big, that's not bad. That's just, like, how their brains operate in response to stimuli. Like, right. And, like, I don't know if this is maybe just, like, because we're living in a completely different time, thinking, and going too far into it, but, like, psychoanalysis and, like, how we're supposed to deal with anger and emotions and, like, you know, when you go to therapy and they talk about, like, well, you shouldn't actually, like, hold in your anger. Like, you should express it. And, like, obviously not in a violent way, but, like, right. you should talk about your feelings, whether they're good or bad, because it is bad to keep them pent up so when I hear the dark right and to like pass judgment on your feelings right is just like sort of an internally sort of like poisonous thing and like what the Jedi do sometimes it's okay to feel angry right like this this like forcing your your anger aside is actually like deeply unhealthy right it's like I don't know I was like some of the things the breakfast was saying I was like oh yeah (laughs) that makes sense and I'm like I know he's a bad guy and he has evil intentions but, like, there does seem, and that's, like, one of the things that I thought about with this book that, like, I think Last Jedi is dealing with is grappling with that dichotomy by saying that, like, maybe it isn't so black and white. Like, maybe there is more of a gray area between those two. Right, and I don't know where it, I don't remember in which, like, books it exists, but I know there's some exploration of this idea that, like, you can just be, like, a Force user right. and not be a Jedi or a Sith. Right, right? Or, like, You don't tied, have to be, like, right. all in on one of these like, sort of very polarized uh, allegiances. So, I mean, I had questions about that, and I also, it, it came up in the scene. So there's one sequence where they're trying to get Jason and Jenna to turn to the dark side by, like, letting them have a nice time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got them both uh, fighting uh, holograms with, like, lightsabers. Yeah. They give them real lightsabers yeah. to fight we'll holograms. <laughs> uh, and they're, like, at one point, they're, like, okay, now you're gonna have to fight, like, wearing a disguise. So they put, you know, these uh, swirly computer-generated robes over them. Right. And the hologram that they're fighting 
is Darth Vader, and then it eventually turns out like they're each disguised as Darth Vader, and right, they've been tricked into other. fighting each yeah. other. But like Jaina's sort of reflection on Darth Vader was sort of let me see, I can find it. Um, so yeah, she's yeah, like she's upset that they bring out Darth Vader. So she says. Um, Jaina hated the evil acts Darth Vader had performed during his alliance with the Emperor, which was, you know, like, his whole time in politics. Right, whatever. Much. <laughs> most of his life. <laughs> most of his life. But she also loved the idea of what her grandfather Anakin Skywalker could have been, the good man he had become in his last moments when he turned against the Emperor and ended his reign of terror. Um, so, like, this idea of Darth Vader as completely redeemed to the point that Leia named her child after yeah. him. I also want to talk, because Anakin Solo does, I don't think he's gotten mentioned maybe once in the first book. Yeah, he, like, his existence, yeah, yeah. Um, and his name. Yeah, that, we will have to talk about that when he becomes a bigger character um, in these novels. But yeah, that, that, that there's, they just assume that He's just been completely... Yeah, he's, like, totally fine now. Right. Wiped. Like, you know, it's totally... I mean... Grand Moth Tarkin blew up Alderaan, right. but he was there. Right. And like, he, like, approved it. Yeah, he was totally on board. So to be like... I mean, he's basically, you know, especially with the aesthetic and everything, like, a really, really high-ranking Nazi. Right. And I guess it would be, like, the closest... It would be, like, if in, at the end of Inglorious Bastards, when, uh... Spoilers for Glorious Bastards, yeah. <laughs> when Christoph Waltz's character helps them, like, kill the Nazi high command if they'd been like, you're a hero. Right. You know, not just like, all right, fine, I guess you're okay now, but like, right. you are a wonderful person. We will name our children Londa yeah. after you. <laughs> yeah. Bananas. Um, but I guess, I get that sort of links back to my question about how the Force works, because if you're not responsible for your actions, is it just, is it just the dark side acting through your body once you've, like, opened the door and taken it over? Are you not responsible for what you do under the sway of the dark side? Yeah, I mean, that's never thought about it. Like, I never, and, like, maybe, maybe Jaina's, like, interpretation is as a granddaughter who, like, sees the path that, you know, Vader and Anakin Skywalker went down and is worried, right, that, like, this is something that could happen to her, it could happen to her brothers, it does happen to her brothers, <laughs> that, like, that, like, that sense of redeemability has to be there because the temptation of the dark side, just because of her family, right, is always creeping up to her. Yeah. So... Maybe that's less of like an inter like her like actual interpretation of like the force and what the force does, and just her as like a grandchild saying, seeing her grandfather and being like, "God, that could happen to me. That could happen to people that I love." And I want to like see the light at the end of the tunnel. That even right. I go completely bananas, dark side <laughs> bad. That like there's still and my deathbed. <laughs> there's still that like spark. I mean, it's like very religious, right? It like, is that, like. Catholicism, like, you know, you're forgiven of your sins. Right, like, if you just confess there at the end. Right, right. Like, it's that sort of, like, comforting thing. Um, but I don't know that that's necessarily what the book is doing. No, maybe maybe not. But, yeah, I just find it a little, like, a little troubling to be, like, yeah. none of that counts. You're right. fine. <laughs> right. And then maybe that's, like, you know, part of the sort of debate about Kylo Ren is actually more complicated because maybe it is, the debate is part of that, like, you know, but he did all these bad things, so, you know, screw him. Like, of course Leia doesn't want to redeem him. Like, he killed Han, you know. Right. I think um, a lot of the critique is that, like, oh, they're giving up on Kylo so easily. Um, and, I mean, 
they did like Kylo has not caught up with his grandfather as right. far as like doing yeah. terrible things. See, even doing terrible things like his first weekend of being evil. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Um, He's but, an amateur hour. Yeah, <laughs> Kylo is still way back there. But like everyone had a hundred percent given up on Vader. Right. Except I guess Luke there once he was like, "Well, you are my father, so I'm going to I'm going to." I'm gonna crack this nut. Yeah. <laughs> One last go around. But the also, but I guess this also sort of goes into this idea that like, if you're not a hundred percent totally evil, then like the good in you is still worth fighting for. Yeah. Which, which I think, yeah, is like the crux of Star Wars. Yeah, that's like very much in like the Star Wars morality, which. I, I, it, I've never really had taken issue with it before, but for some reason it's yeah. like, it was like sticking in my craw reading this book where I was just like, but no one is a hundred percent evil oh, right. all the time. Right. Like no one wakes up in the morning and then does nothing but evil until right. they go to bed at night. You know, even like your horrible despots who are like, even your Stalins and your Hitlers and stuff like, when nice to a dog or a secretary right. or something. <laughs> so like. Yeah. yeah, so I guess the sort of, like, light side, dark side, and the ease with which you can slide from one to the other right. Right. was was interesting to me reading this book. Yeah, and it does seem that, like, you get little hints of Jocelyn and Jaina sort of, like, slipping in and out of that. Right, which, I mean, like... Loie being a Wookiee, and Wookiees are just sort of given to temperamental choices. Jason and Janet are 14. Right. Like, right. Those, like, teenagers. Could a t- if, like, a teenager gives into their anger or their, like, right. impulsiveness for a second, then they're just, like, evil. Right. Like, maybe you shouldn't be training teenagers. Right. The <laughs> yeah, well, talk about that, too. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's super interesting. Uh, and also, I sort of related to that, I found it intriguing that the Shadow Academy refers to their trainees as Imperial Jedi. They don't refer to them as, like, Sith or some other dark side term. They refer to them as, like, they're Jedi. They're dark Jedi, which seems very different than the way sort of Dark Force users have been named or, like, categorized in the past. It is definitely, like, I didn't pick up on that, but that's a really interesting distinction. Um, I wonder if that's because, like, the Jedi were the Force users who were, like, like, officially affiliated with, like, the government. Right. In a way that, like, Sith seem like they just go their own way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's real hard to keep your Sith in line. (laughs) <laughs> keep it organized so maybe maybe talking about the shadow academy yeah. and it's day-to-day functioning and what it is so the shadow academy is run by Brackus, who um went to luke's academy on yavin 4 as a spy and luke was like well you're 100 percent a spy but i'll teach him a secrets anyway right Hopefully i Switch them over. Yeah, I'll try to try to get you back over on the light side because all you got to do is just like get them for a second, right. and then that fish is hooked. Uh, but it didn't work, and Brackus was like, "Now I've got all your, all this information. I'm gonna go right. found my own academy." How old is Brackus? Oh, that's an amazing question. Because <laughs> it seems like he's like sort of like a sassy kind of like thinks he's. Too cool for school. Yeah. Like, mid-20s. Yeah, but 
should be running an right, and that's where I was like, but he's running an entire Shadow Academy, but like. The Shadow Academy, the way it runs, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sure, I think maybe like a 25-year-old, that makes sense. If he <laughs> is 25, like some of his, a lot of his choices make more sense. And I guess it's worth mentioning that even though he is sort of like ostensibly in charge of the Shadow Academy, he's not really. So we have this like yes. mysterious figure that he alludes to who's like the new imperial leader. Yeah. Not the new emperor. No. But clearly in that role. Yeah, like, Kai, I think, refers to him a few times. Yeah, too. so there's a new yeah. imperial, like, they keep it a secret. We don't know anything about who that person is. Yeah. They're holding that holding that right. back. But that person has rigged the entire Shadow Academy with, like, explosives. So mm -hmm. if the, the Dark Jedi gets sassy right. and just blow it up, yeah. no problem. And Brachus is not allowed to leave right. the Shadow Academy. So obviously, like, there's a question of, like, how much faith anybody really has right. in Brackets. power Brackets actually right. has. But, like, yeah, it's, it's like a space, basically a space station right. that is completely covered in, like, cloaking devices and it's unable to be detected somewhere in sort of, like, the far reaches past where the sort of New Republic has any claim or, right. you know, governing uh, power. Um it seems, I don't, okay, <laughs> step it back. I, it seems like they've only thus far have been taking students from Dathomir. That is. They're all human. They're all human, uh, but we know so little about them. Yeah. And all human makes sense because the Empire was very right. like, pro-human pro yeah. over any other any other force. Yeah. So it's it's like they're drawing on like the the oppressed men of Dathomir. It yeah, seems and like oppressed women. It seems like Yeah. Like Dathomir a has is a yeah. very high like rigid hierarchical yeah. society. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so but like the all their students are just like these Dathomir kids who want to be there. Right. Yeah, they like send out on Dathomir. We have a scene where Luke and Snoka witness these two uh People from Dathomir, a woman and a man riding on a rancor. They come out to this, like, field and sort of, like, shout out to all the different clans. It's like, like a recruiting. Yeah, like, we're, we're recruiting. Like, if you're, you know, Phil Press, if you're a slave man, it, like, doesn't matter. You can come and, we, you know, we take anyone. Right. As long as you have, like, some force sensitivity. And right. And it seems like Dathomir is the place where, like... There's a lot of force sensitivity. Yeah. Um... So it seems like they're mostly, we don't meet, I don't think, a single other student in the Shadow Academy. We don't get a name. Like, Jaina has a two-sentence conversation right. with one kid. Right. Who's completely turned. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, like, loves Brackets Gun. so oh, much. Yeah. Um, but it seems like that's what how most of them are. Like, they're yeah. all about it. So just, like, it raises this very important question of, like, why? Right. Why kidnap, well, A, why kidnap students from Luke's Academy at all? Yeah. But B, why kidnap, like, essentially the president's children? Right, like, right. The, gal the president of the galaxy has two kids at boarding school, and out of the whole boarding school, right. the whole, like, you take these ones. Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, uh, just sort of luck of the draw that they happen to be the three students on this sort of, like, Crazy field trip. Well, they said so, they were specifically looking for them yeah. because... I mean, I guess they're Darth Vader's grandchildren. And, and Quirrell. Quirrell yeah. told them... Quirrell loved Jedi. He, 
love them so, <laughs> so much. So it turns out, so Coral, whose TIE fighter they fixed in Ears of the Force, hooked up with these Shadow Academy people yeah. and was like, I, I exist and I had a TIE fighter and it was fixed by these like incredibly talented Jedi kids at Luke's Academy on right. Yavin 4. Which seems crazy because like Brackus already knew that the Jedi Academy was there. So we just didn't know that these specific kids. But even that, you should be able to like put that together. Right, but like was... the fact that Darth Vader's grandchildren exist and are extremely sensitive with the Force is right. something that's been like widely known. They've been kidnapped before for a really long time. Like that's <laughs> why they <laughs> were being them. raised oh. by Winter and robots on yeah. a secret planet as right. babies because yeah. like they were such like just like such hot commodities. Yeah. Everybody wanted to kidnap yeah. them. So I yeah. mean, <laughs> the name, yeah, the crystal, uh, the dark crystal, but the crystal star is a book that we need to read. It's a standalone, but like that whole book is about how they get kidnapped as babies. Yeah, like, it's, this is it's just old like not <laughs> stop kidnapping. Um, they're like Johnny Quest, basically. Yeah, like, someone's just snatching them up every episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, the idea that it, like Quarles did this and Brack was like, "Oh my god, I never would have thought of that." But you are right. We've got right. to go get these kids right now. Right. Somehow knew enough about their schedules to. Right. Go get them from Lando's. Lando. And maybe he's like back up five more steps. What are they doing with Lando? <laughs> yeah, we need to break this down because at first I was like, oh, they're just like going to visit Lando. Like maybe they just have like a weekend free or something. Yeah. But it seems like, no, it's like a designated field trip to go learn about gem diving on Yavin. Yavin. And all they keep talking about is how incredibly dangerous this is. Yeah, I I was also, like, went back and forth where I was like, oh, they're just going to spend time with Lando. It's like, oh, no, they're going on, like, a field trip with Lando. And then I was just sort of like, well, maybe Lando's just lonely. <laughs> like, maybe, I mean, he has Lobot, though. I also want to talk about Lobot. What has Lobot been doing? <laughs> I found Lobot really troubling, as described. Yeah, is he, like, his... Like, what is Lobot? <laughs> I mean, this maybe goes back to, like, Empire's Tricks. Right, but I mean, like, he says that Lobot is, like, a cyborg. He's, like, a human-droid combo. Yeah, he's got the little headband. Right, thing. and, but I mean, in Return of the Jedi... Not Return of the Jedi. In Empire Strikes Back, you could just assume that he's a droid that they, like, jazzed up to yeah, look like a dude. Yeah, a man, yeah. Um, but here it's like, oh, no. Like, he has human in him. Oh, no, yeah, he has feelings and... But, like... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we were already having a hard time with the subjectivity of drawings. I haven't even thought of it. Like, I've never thought about this before. And now Lobot, it's because, but Lobot's almost, like, allowed less personality and subjectivity yeah. than the droids, and I wonder if that's to make up for the fact, like, that Look. he's looks human and it's like yeah. really troublesome that Lando seems to have a human who he has enslaved with robot parts right. and <laughs> everyone's just like I fine mean, with he, it. That's he's lonely and he just like keeps Lobot around <laughs> as like his best friend because like Han is too busy. Um, <laughs> but for yeah so the kids are going with like and it seems like Lando just wants to like show off like look how good I'm doing. Yeah but who are like okay this like did Luke say because at one point I forget who it is who like has this thought but like oh like it's good to not just take the force all day but to like actually go out and like get hands-on experience but it's like gem yeah digging like 
Hey, it's an experience being a Corsica minor. It seems like a very niche job <laughs> that like none of them are going to have. No, although Jason apparently has a talent for it. Yeah. Um, but it seems like it's hard to tell if that's just like force. Right. Or so they go with they go to Lando's mining operation and Lando's just like, oh hey, you know, here's where we ship things, and here's some gems, and here's the gem fishermen who, yeah. like, I don't know, skim across the top of the oven. Yeah. And uh, Jason and Jaina and Loie are like, well, could we go and, like, do some gem mining? And Lando's yeah. like, sure. Yeah. Why not? Let's get in this. It's, like, so dangerous. It's... You could easily die. Let's go. <laughs> Let's all just hop aboard this. I mean, I guess it's it's like one of those, like, deep sea diving kind of yeah. Vessels where they're like tethered. They're in like a diving bell, it seems. And yeah. Tethered by some. It's like an invisible, like electromagnetic right. force or... that like sort of holds them in place and they, they go down, down into the gas planet Yavin and yeah. they're it's like being buffeted by all these like storms and, yeah. and at one point the tether like just completely shoots off <laughs> and they have to like re-tether themselves on yeah and they, they get to the bottom and then they're like well let's do some Corsica gym mining which as far as I can tell is just like playing the claw machine yes, blindfolded 100% <laughs> and they are the most impatient children because they both Loie and Gina do it for like they I think it says like a couple a of minutes. Couple minutes and they can't find anything and they're like well done <laughs> like, someone else can give it a shot and like Lando has already said like it takes hours and like you usually don't even find anything and you never find anything and he also said that if they did find a Corsica gym like they could keep it these were like I would think these are worth. Billions of dollars. That's what the man. It's what it said. Because like Jason does get and find a Corsica gem, right? And Lando is like, with that, you could buy half a city block on Coruscant, yeah. Which is basically like saying, with that, you could buy like half a block on Fifth yeah. Avenue in Manhattan. Like he also says that like Han never gave your mother anything that, that expensive. expensive, which is like is Han just buying way expensive <laughs> gifts? <laughs> I have so many questions about, like, the kinds of gifts that Han is bringing home for Space Valentine's yeah. Day. Like, he doesn't seem like a jewelry guy. No, he seems like an experience, like, I'll take But also, out. like, Leia doesn't seem like someone who would be all that into being given jewelry. Yeah, it just seemed like a weird thing for Lando. Lando! I had questions about Lando's boundaries all over the place, because he said that, and it also seemed like he was flirting with Jaina. Yeah. And I'm sure it was, he was doing it in that, like way that sometimes yeah, swashbuckling, swashbuckling yeah. charming thing but like she's getting a little too old yeah for that yeah. like yeah. it's getting you know it, it, yeah it was yeah the whole thing <laughs> lando may not be the best one to yeah. entrust your kids into also small point lando was clapping his hand to his forehead non-stop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that description yeah. came up like five times he definitely did it when jason was like i'm gonna give this to mom for her birthday yeah. he was like hand uh, to forehead huh? yeah. i never got laid anything yeah, else so, lando why do you know that right like i don't know why are you keeping track of what han <laughs> buys for leia still maybe has a thing for leia i think he's not over it yeah but the whole course like a gem thing is sort of like a setup because that's how Tanel Ka and Luke sort of make the connection right. to uh, the Shadow Academy because someone, some sort of, you know, connection to the Shadow Academy has purchased a large amount of, like, very sharp? Sharp and, like, tough. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like 
I was very worried about talking about the Corsica Gems. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how this works. I have to, like, visualize it in my head. Right, so they put Corsica Gems, like, on the front of the ship so that they could cut right. into... Right, so they have to, like, very tough metal. Right. <laughs> right. And they... That's how they get into the, the place right. to, to kidnap the kids. The kids. Uh, and they knock Rando out. Which seems like maybe Corsica Gems should be a more, like, regulated industry. Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, a new... Like, is it a new thing that... It just Lando? seems bananas that, like, it's just, like, Lando. Also, what is with Lando and mining operations? Because that yeah, was his thing on Bespin, too. I feel like there's always fronts for something else. Like, yeah. I keep thinking, like, what is the real thing Lando's doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, it's not this. <laughs> this isn't it, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But or maybe it was, like, there was a cover for something, and then they started finding actual gems, and gems. like, oh, well, maybe this is actually it's like, better. <laughs> like, when, like, the bakery you're laundering money through becomes, yeah. like, super popular. Right. Like, I guess like, we should okay, just make cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep doing this. So, yeah, I guess, and I was also a little bit frustrated, although, I mean, Lando is delightful, and it helps that he was played by Billy D. Williams in the yeah. movies, because, you know, anytime you get the opportunity to, like, imagine him swashbuckling right. around having adventures, it's just My nice. Green oh, <laughs> it's just nice to visit with. Um, but I was like, why do we get Lando before Leia? Like, we've had yes. Luke, we've had Han, and now we get Lando. Like, where is Leia? I'm wondering if, like, they're trying to build it up. I'm not sure what for, but, like, because we get a little Leia, we get a little Leia in, like, message form, right. where she's like, I'm really worried about my kids, and Luke's like, don't be worried. <laughs> I've got this under control. Tim is here to help me. Underage child who will come with me on these dangerous missions to save your kids. Just stay put. Which, like, this is why her grandmother is sending ambassadors. It's like, yeah. this quality yeah. of decision making right here. <laughs> like, very questionable. But even there, like, when we do that tiny bit of Leia that we get, she's, like, Timnoka even says, like, she doesn't seem like a powerful stateswoman. She seems like a worried mother. She's yeah. being, like, held up by Han and Chewie. And right. It's not that I mind Leia showing vulnerability, but it's just, like, this. none of this is the Leia that I know. Yeah. You know, like, where is, where is Leia? Where is, you know, grabs the blaster, somebody has to save our skins, right. kind of. Like, the can do. Yeah. Just, I'm wondering, like, maybe as we sort of go through these books, Leia as, like, mother. Because Leia's mother in this series, even the little bit we've gotten so far, is so different than Leia's mother yeah. in the sort of sequels, um, Force Awakens and Last Jedi. And, like, has, you know, her kids have been kidnapped 25 times. Yeah, like, she's just like, all right. she's just like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> like, you deal with this. Like... You'll get them back. You always do. But... Yeah, just, just hurry it up. Yeah. This is stressful. Yeah, like, I have things to do. I'm the leader of the entire Republic. Like, yeah, you're supposed to be taking care of them. So I before we move away from Lando, I love the, the names of Lando's ships. Oh, my god! The Lady Luck and the Off Chance. Those are great. He's got great ship names. Those are fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Those are, yeah, no, those are, those are really, really good. Yeah. I love those. So, oh, and I guess we should also, we're doing this in a weird order. Oh, well. Cycle Fine. back even further and get to this lightsaber issue. Oh, well, yeah. But I think this, it's this a is theme, an issue that goes throughout It's the a theme book. that emerges the whole way through, but like. Yeah, so the book opens with Jason, Jason in Luke's office yeah. slash meditation. Chamber <laughs> slash whatever. 
Lucas just left his lightsaber willy-nilly on the table or his desk or whatever, and Jason takes it out and starts, like, practicing with it. Oh, let's call it playing. Yeah, he's playing with it. <laughs> and Luke comes in, he's like, what are you doing? Like, he's not super upset. He, no, but... he's just like, come on, really? Yeah, like, and, talked about that. I mean, <laughs> and as far as I can tell, is Jason seriously, like, jumping around Luke's office with his eyes closed, pretending to fight? enemies yeah. with a lightsaber. He's 14. <laughs> that's what 14 year old boys like, do. That's crazy. That's what the internet has taught us. <laughs> but I do love that Jason, when like Jason is saying that he's ready to train with a lightsaber, the argument that he comes out with is like, I have an old pipe in my room that Jaina gave me and I've been practicing and I'm ready. I'm like, they really are just like us. He yeah. has a stick yeah. and he's been <laughs> pretending it's a lightsaber and so he's ready to be a Jedi. Yeah. Everyone reading knows exactly what he's yeah. going through. But there does seem to be Oh, and I think that's something we touched on in Heirs to the Force as well. Like, a big gap between, like, what they're allowed to do, what's considered dangerous and, like, you know, life-threatening, and, like, what they're not allowed to do, which both seem like the same thing. Because, <laughs> like, training with a lightsaber is very dangerous. It's a very dangerous weapon. But they're also allowed to go... Course, like a gem mining and like <laughs> super dangerous, pretend to be other people to try and save their friends. Literally, Crazy walk dangerous. into like dangerous situations where if they get recognized, they could die. Like, yeah, but they're not allowed to have a lightsaber. <laughs> and even if you don't think they're ready for a lightsaber, which, like, fair, maybe you could give you could get them started, you could give them like practice right. sabers. Like, I understand that. Luke's all about, like, where you are in your journey with the Force, but to some degree, like, lightsaber is also a practical skill. Like, right. you're not purely guided by the Force. No, like, you've right. also it's got some weapon. technique. Yeah. Also, Luke is a little bit full of it, because yes. <laughs> he got handed a lightsaber before he knew the Force was a thing. Yeah. Also, I just remembered that, like, the younglings in the prequel movies, which I know maybe we shouldn't rely on too much. Right, they hadn't come out yet. But, but they are also practicing with... There's a scene where they're, like, blindfolded and practicing with, like, not real lightsabers, but fake lightsabers, when they're, like, four or five. Right. Like, it's makes it's obviously a big part of your Jedi identity right. is being effective. Right. I don't think you make a lightsaber until you're, like... Right. That's, like, a coming-of-age thing, That's I think. different. But you should, but like, to get some practice. Yeah. Because, like, in the, yeah, the younglings are fighting in Revenge of the Sith. They're fighting... Uh, Anakin, yeah. like, when he comes into attack. And they're yeah, pretty the, young. the teenagers and stuff. They're at yeah. least the same age as Jason yeah. and Jaina. Yeah, so, I, don't, I mean, maybe Luke's just, like, changing it up the way that Jedi are being trained. Yeah. But it seems ridiculous that, like, you can ask them to risk their lives in these other insane ways right. and yet not start training them on the weapon that they're eventually going It's going to be your whole thing. Yeah, so even if it's just them. like, you know what, like, I'm going to give you this stick and the stick is your lightsaber right. and, like, you need to show me how responsible you are with it. Right. Like, you need to always have your stick with you. Right, and you turn off your stick. Yeah. <laughs> I, God help you, I don't want to see, like, a single scuff on this stick. You know, but, like, something. Right. You build up from somewhere instead right. of just being, like... No lightsaber, and then you're all in on lightsaber. Right. Like. Yeah. So Luke says, no lightsaber, and Jason is like, oh man, yeah. also. Shots. <laughs> blaster bolts. Yeah, blaster <laughs> That's. Blaster bolts. <laughs> I give this book a lot of credit. I thought it had a lot of, like, top-notch top Star Wars nonsense. Yes. Yeah. As far as, like. Like, yeah. what, like what Lando, I even marked it because as soon as he, it was very early on that he said it. And I was like, oh, we are, we are here, we are in it. When he said, um, 
Uh, Corsica gems are the hardest substance known. They can slice through transparent steel like a laser going through Sullustan jam. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Give me more of that. Yeah. That's the level of discourse I am looking yeah, for. Just, like, made up gobbledygook. <laughs> <laughs> just commit to it hard enough. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it's, uh, like, apocryphal or not, but supposedly at one point Harrison Ford said to George Lucas, like, George, you can type this shit, but you can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want books of nothing but that. Yeah, things. Like, blaster bolts, that's too normal. Right. Like, give, dial it up. Yeah, give me more. Like, yeah. A, a nerf herder. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that's all. Like, let's, let's. So, yeah, amp it up. Yeah, they did, they did good. Yeah, but, it's like, better this time It was around. definitely better this Although, time Although, I think it's Lugan to Nelka when they're going to or go prime, I think, they land on Docking Bay 94. And I was like, <laughs> Docking Bay 90? Like, there are other Docking Bays. a lot of numbers. Like, <laughs> there's billions and trillions. Infinite amount of numbers. You land on Docking Bay 94. <laughs> are you kidding? Yeah, and when... Uh... When they were escaping the Shadow Academy, okay. Luke did that, like, I sent something, a presence I have not, not felt, felt since. since. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Pause. really? Although that is made less effective by the fact that he is surrounded by people trying to go, like, it's Brackus. Yeah, guess like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not listening. Brackus is here. Yeah. Brackus is running the Shadow Academy. Luke's like, shh, I'm sensing something. Yeah. <laughs> We have no time left. Let me take 12 minutes to figure out who this person is. It's like they're trying to shout it at him. It's a classic Skywalker moment right there. Yeah, they just want to take their time. <laughs> they're in their moment. So, but then on, uh, it, in the Shadow Academy, they do fight with yeah. lightsabers. But we also get, like, this indication that Brackus is not taking very good care of his pupils. That people are just, no. like, getting... The crap beat out of them and getting killed left and right at the Shadow Academy, yeah. which might be why they're so hard up for students. Like, yeah, they just can't keep, can't keep, <laughs> can't keep them alive. Yeah, yes, they do. And like, you know, I think I think that's sort of the the point where Jason at least sort of feels like that little dark side twinge. Yeah, <laughs> because he does sort of enjoy. Yeah, it feels a little too good. Yeah. Like, it's it's what he hoped it would be, but it's just still, it comes, the the, the doing action-y violence with yeah. the lightsaber just comes a little too yeah. easily. Yeah. So that at the end, he says to Luke, like, you were right. Like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for, there's. Responsible teenager. There's also <laughs> this, like, sort of continuing discourse about, like, questioning teachers throughout the book. Yeah. Where, like. Luke is a good teacher, which means you're allowed to question him, but right. also he's right, right because he's a good teacher. teacher right. So why are you questioning him? <laughs> so why are you questioning him? And Brackus is a bad teacher, right. and he will force lightning your ass if you question him. Right. But he's wrong because right. he's a bad, bad teacher. teacher. So it's sort of like there's almost like this catch-22 yeah. of questioning teachers <laughs> where if you question a teacher, um, either way he's going to stand his ground. Right. But I guess it's just, like, the grace with which he accepts the questions right. that's, like, the, the issue. I'm not... Yeah. It's weird. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, what else? I mean, maybe we should talk a little bit more about Luke and Tunnel Ka's yeah. amazing journey. <laughs> so, Luke and... Like, Tunnel Ka's, like, these are my, my friends, and we are... We're going. We're going after him. And Luke yeah. is like, sure. And even before that, there's this, like, really great moment of... She has this meeting, and I, I don't think I wrote down the ambassador's name. Oh, it was something confusing. It was some hard to pronounce and weird. If 
there's like definitely an F and a Y. And a Y. (laughs) (laughs) This ambassador, she has this like face to face meeting, and Luke's like super sweet about it because he like understands that she's very like nervous about this and she's really uncomfortable with her father's side. Yeah, she's self conscious about the family and everything. Um, And it like in this book makes it sort of very clear that like she loves her dad. Like her dad was sort of like you know pushed back against his mother and and was very much a sort of rebel in his own family. But her father's side of the family in general is just, like, makes her skin crawl. Yeah, she's not comfortable. Um, and Luke has this great moment where she's, like, meeting with the ambassador. He's like, do you want me to, like, stay with you while you, like, have this conversation? And she's like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and like, I, I had the same reaction. Yeah. I even wrote it down. Like, this is super heartwarming. Yeah. Like, like, and it's also nice to get to see Luke be a good teacher for a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, like, supportive and. Yeah, like, I, I can tell that you're, like, stressed, and I will, like, get you through this. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of as she's beginning this conversation with her ambassador that this call comes in that Jason, Jana, and Loie have been kidnapped, and she's like, and oh, and Luce has a conversation with Han Leia, and she's like, we're going to go after her. Yeah, and so... after them. So they go to... Talk to Lando first. Yeah, it's like a yeah, like a steps. The very Star Wars sort of like serialized. We do this, we do this. We right, do we this, go, we, we go to different places, yeah. and yes, yeah, so they go talk to Lando. They sort of examine the site. Yeah, what's happened? They sort of figure out that whoever did this has purchased these very sort of like rare, denser. I don't know, like. Tougher course procedures, and so they're going to be sold through like a black market dealer. Right, that's where those gems like, come. Lando, go on, Lando, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> at least keep track of like the fake names that people give you. Yeah, like you you're not doing that. Yeah, he's got. Lando's just like I don't know. Yeah, somebody out there gave me money, and I gave them Corsica gems, and fine. What more could I need to know than yeah. that? So, uh, Lando sends them to this. Like outpost, very Mos Eisley. He even says yeah. it's just like Mos Eisley. Yeah. Like you'll feel right at home. Well, like Borgo Prime, sort of on the outskirts. Right. Again. And I had a, I had a moment where I was like, how does Lando know what Mos Eisley is like? And yeah. then he was he infiltrated Jabba's palace yeah. ahead of time on Return of the Jedi, which really raised a lot of questions about like why they had Lando infiltrating Jabba's yeah. palace and what he was doing with his time. Yeah. But, like, we can't. We, <laughs> yeah. We're not going to parse that out now. Yeah. So they go to Borgo Prime and. Uh, they pose as... Like an uncle and niece or a cousin's... Or first female... They, they pose as relatives who are up to something yeah. shady. Um, and they go to, like, a bar and they order these, like, insanely crazy drinks. Yeah, that are, like, very alcoholic. Right, like, basically poison. Yeah. Um, and they talk to the bartender and the bartender sends them to some other guy. And eventually they figure out that they were purchased by people from... And Tennell calls all about it because she loves Dathomir. Her her mother's home planet. That's where she feels like the most at home. Right. Which I guess is interesting. So we get a lot of like sort of exploration of like the way Tennell Carr relates to sort of both sides of her family. So she has this deep discomfort with her father's mother and her just general position with Hapes or Hapes. Yeah. I'm not sure which one we should go with there. Yeah. And, um, it's, like, completely matched by just total, pure love for Dathomir right. and her mother's world, which also seems like a really troubling place. Yeah, and I, like, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, what I found so interesting about Tanaka when I was younger reading these books and what I find interesting about her now. Like, 
they're very similar. Like the very. way Dothamira and Hapes or Hades like works, they're both extremely matriarchal. They are both, um, you know, men have very little power in these worlds. Um, you know, Hapes has a, a much more sort of like wealth and sort of prestige in the galaxy, whereas Dathomir is a much more like sort of um, primitive kind of planet. Yeah, they're you know don't have as quite as much technology. They're much more like in touch with like the land and their surroundings and the sort of creatures that live on Dathomir. But like in terms of hierarchy and like the way their sort of structures of power are are you know exist, like it's very 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 similar. Very similar. Also, they have slaves on Dathomir, yeah. and they just throw that out there like it's not a big deal. Right. Yeah. Um, so like I yeah I'm I'm conflicted, and I think maybe it's because of the way in which, and this will definitely get parsed out further as we move through these books, but the way in which. Tanel Ka's grandmother, who I think is named Ta'a Chum. Is that her name? That sounds right. I think that's her name. It took me forever. I was like, what is her name? I was trying to remember it all last night. I think it's Ta'a Chum. Um, the way her grandmother on her father's side, like, is so controlling of her, whereas, like, the Dathomir, um, her grandmother, or great-grandmother, Ogwin, is that her name? I think Ogwin. Yeah, Ogwin. Um, Dathomir names are book. almost, like, Welsh, kind yeah, of. There's a lot of use like in wise yeah, and like stuff. Oh, well, she serves down to them. Yeah. Um, seems, like, much more hands-off and sort of, like, you're doing what you're doing and it's great and, like, is yeah. not, you know, not nosing into her sort of business. And, like, if that's the only reason... <laughs> and, I mean, her grandmother, or her touch from her grandmother on her father's side is also, like, a murderer. Like, she's well, but ass- I, assassinated people. She And I think maybe... But... They definitely killing people on death. No, hundred percent. Yeah. So I think maybe some of it also has to do with just like ideological consistency. Yeah, or just I, like politics. Like yeah, like, that I think on like or... I think probably on on Hapies that they're trying to like sort of put a good face on it or to rationalize it or to yeah. maintain like deniability because like Tunnelka is pretty sure that uh, her grandmother killed her. Um, Firstborn son, yeah, because Tanoka's yeah. father was a better right. heir, but like she would never like admit that, right? You know, no. She would never own that. Um, so there's like I think I think it's like the degree of game playing or the degree right. of like duplicity that makes Tanoka uncomfortable. That people would show you sort of one face and actually have something else going right. on under the surface. Right. Whereas, Whereas like on Dathomir, it's much more like upfront. Yes. Like that makes yeah, that sort of makes sense. But the values are very yes. similar. Yes. Right. And it makes sense why like her parents, you know, even though they come from these like very like different worlds at the face of it, like actually Right, but they're ruled by very similar logics. Yeah. But it's not like Tunnel doesn't have any kind of response of saying like I'm uncomfortable with the authoritarian co- uh, and violent consolidation of power that yeah, you no, go with. Because, yeah. like, that totally makes sense right, right, in both right, worlds. Right. So, yeah, so that Tanaka and Luke make another trip to Dathomir. Right. They meet her great-grandmother, um, and they sort of explain the situation, and that the Night Sisters seem like they're back, or at least gaining some sort of foothold. Uh, they witness this sort of calling out of this Two people coming and saying, like, oh, we're recruiting. Yeah, come check us out. Right, if you're at all force sensitive, like, we could use you. Um, so with the sort of blessing of her great-grandmother, Luke, and Tanel Ka, 
uh, disguise himself again <laughs> as, like, Tanaka. This is all just Luke playing dress-up. Right, as, like, <laughs> some sort of Dothamir woman, and Luke is her slave. Right. Um, and they both present themselves uh, to the sort of recruiters, and they demonstrate force sensitivity. Right. Uh, and they're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll definitely bring Tanaka to the Jedi Academy. Maybe, you know, they're sort of... Right, so there's a lot of, like, Luke sort of, like, sandbagging. Yes. And you'd be like, oh, I can kind of use the Force. Right. And, and then, awesome at the Force. And then yeah. he just will, like, bust out something crazy. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy, I feel like we got a lot of, like, personality and humor from Luke here. Yeah. That we don't see, you don't see as much of in a lot of the other books. Yeah. He's sort of, like, very playful. He seemed, like, oddly calm about everything which like, like the, Jedi way. the Jedi way but like these are his like relatives right like, his family right and he's just like well we're gonna go get him it's yeah, gonna we'll be fine yeah it'll be fine now he is he is a Jedi master yeah. he does not get worked up about the yeah. capture and torture of his loved one yeah no, he's just stay the course but they really do treat uh Tanaka's paternal grandmother like she is a worse villain than Darth Vader yeah like <laughs> yeah and like I I, I'm curious as to, like, why, or maybe, like, talking through a little bit more, why she doesn't share her background with Jaina and Jason. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's very open about her Dathomir. Right. She wears the Dathomir-style clothes. She pledged her friendship to them in traditional Dathomir ceremony. Right. And then she just, I, I don't know, maybe it wasn't as clear in the last book, but it's very clear in this book that she is, like, no, no one has any idea that she's a princess right. of Hades, even though she is a princess of Dathomir as right. well. She comes from, like, royalty there, too. I think I'm also confused just by, like, the... Like, Han and Leia are friends with Isolder. Right. To Nenny on to Joe. So, like, they just never... Like, had their kids play together? Yeah, or, like, never mentioned that Isolder had a daughter... Like, I just, I find it hard to believe that Tanel could have kept this. Yeah, and it does seem crazy secret. that, you know, Isolder and Tanil are their friends, and they're both in intergalactic, they're all involved in intergalactic, poli- yeah. intergalactic politics, and just, yeah. She's just some random kid from Dathomir. People just don't talk to each other. <laughs> they don't talk about their feelings. And I think this is something that we talked about as well, is that, like, Jason and Gina, their parents are, like, celebrities. Right. They're like the most famous people in the galaxy. They're not royal. Well, I mean, depending on... They're not really royalty, but they're, you know, Yeah, I mean, certainly, I mean, they're still calling Leia Princess Leia, but the planet she's a princess of blew up. Right, yeah. (laughs) So, like, they're not royalty, but they're the most famous people in the galaxy. Right. Like, you think that like, Tanaka could relate. To that. Yeah. It does seem strange that she's so... Like, against sharing that information. Yeah, and especially because I don't think... Even if she, like, didn't want to start with it, even if you don't want to lead with that, it just seems weird to, like, not let it come up. Right. At all. Yeah. You know, in the natural flow of conversation, you could mention it. Yeah. Because clearly Luke has... Not only does he know, because... Obviously, he should. He's running the school, but such as it is. <laughs> but he also is like aware enough of her feelings to be like, "Oh, you're very like concerned about this ambassador coming. You're worried about, you know, 
relating to this side of the family. You know, I, I don't think at any point he says, like, you know, you should really, like, open up. Yeah, you should lean on Jason this. and Jaina. Yeah. They're, they're there for you. Yeah. You know, who doesn't care about Habe's royalty? Wookiees. Talk, yeah. to, talk to Loewe yeah. about this. You could give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Hapes seems to have kind of like a like a Romanoff thing yeah. going on with like this very sort of like ostentatiously wealthy, backstabby royal family, yeah. like a very like Catherine the Great, iron fisted yeah. matriarch. Yeah, I'm excited because I know we get to them eventually. We get to them, yeah. And and this book made me even more so than Heirs of the Forest, like. So excited for Courtship of Princess Leia. I know. <laughs> because uh, they reference so much that so happened. Much. Yeah, they reference Princess um, Leia. Which I had like I guess maybe blocked out. <laughs> I just like completely forgot about how um Ted and Yelta Joe and Luke Mead is that like through this like mating ritual that she like basically catches them in a net and like, <laughs> is like you will father my children. <laughs> um and it's like the only time that Snell kind of laughs and we've seen her laugh is like right. her thinking about like oh what if like my mom ended up a loon <laughs> it's hilarious but yeah I mean everything that happens on Dathomir which like it would only take a slightly different light for it to be completely nightmarish to no cause just like yeah. it's charming yeah it's like hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah it's but yeah, Dathomir is like a very... It's like a crazy, terrifying place. I feel like the Rancor is like the perfect sort of like symbol of Dathomir <laughs> because like Tanel's like, uh, you know, Luke's like, oh, well, it's like a very dangerous creature. Like if you don't... Know what you're doing, yeah. Kind of, but like if you know what you're doing, they're great. And yeah. like I feel like that's Dathomir. <laughs> it's, like, you know, it's this like horrible looking, <laughs> terrifying place and only like a select few people are like, it's... It's good. <laughs> it's adorable. We love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Let's see what else is there to... To talk about in, and of course, I feel like we've pretty much covered a lot of my yeah things that come up here. I will say that I loved so much in a very like authentic, pure appreciation when Tinoka busted Tamith Kay's yeah Kay's kneecap. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That was like the highlight. That was great. It was this like because it was so much like that Tinoka has this like childhood fear of the night sisters, yeah. right? That they're sort of like the monsters under the bed right. from Dathomir and she's been having nightmares about them and like the resurgence is so troubling to her and she actually finally has this confrontation with Tamith Kai who is like a really scary, mean, mean yeah. night sister and instead of using the force, she just like yeah. goes low, sweeps and kicks out her kneecap yeah. and it is just amazing. an amazing moment. Yeah, we haven't talked too much about Tamith Kai. I'm not sure there's that much to say. <laughs> Tamith Kai is like just a dominatrix from Star Wars fan fiction yeah. who like wandered into a Star Wars book yeah, that got published I'm, like, legitimately. Trying to figure out why she ends up on the cover of this I book mean, as opposed Yeah, as to opposed Bracket. to Brachus, who seems like a much more of a character. I mean, she's sort of like represent representative of the Night Sisters. Maybe. Yeah. Is she using the force to make her hair billowy like all the time? I hope so. That's <laughs> like a good use. Yeah. She's like, her hair is just like undulating like Ariel and the Little Mermaid yeah. underwater. Because, like, as a character, like, you don't really need her. No, she does not bring something to the table that Brachus doesn't. She doesn't, uh, like, Brachus could torture Loey easily. Right. You could also have the connection to Dathomir without having, like, an ambassador from Dathomir in yeah. charge. Like, you don't need 
he could be taking the people from Dathomir, Dathomir which apparently he was. Right. Like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, she doesn't bring much to the table, except I feel like aesthetically. Yeah. And I feel like you can tell a lot of the times, like, the ways in which things are described or the ways in which scenes are laid out, that these are books that are based on, like, started, like it started with movies. Right. And sort of the mark of, like, this would look cool in a movie. Right. Sort of stays on yeah. a lot of the descriptions, and I feel sure. and I feel like in a way that if if it were a movie, obviously she would be there because like Brackus would need somebody to talk to, right. and she would look super cool. And I don't even know who would play her wow. in the movie. Yeah. That would be real intense casting. Yeah, but um, but here she's like she doesn't add. Yeah, much to it. Much to it. Other than she lets Tinoka sort of, like, have some catharsis there at the yeah. end, which was great. Yeah. And I also, like, Quarrel's little arc. Yeah. He, I was, like, so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when they first are reunited with Quarrel, they're on the ship, um, and it turned, they re- Jason and Jada realize that he's the one who told right. um, the Shadow Academy about them. Even though they should really As know. we covered, yeah. <laughs> Jaina feels so betrayed. Like, she... Yeah, like- <laughs> she thought Quarrel was her friend. She thought yeah. she was Quarrel's best friend. Even to like the moment that he left was like, I'm probably gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm going back to the Empire. I'm an Imperial soldier. Yeah, I'm gonna go kill everyone you know. Right. I hate you. I, I hate you. <laughs> like, and and Jane. Like, okay, bye, friend. <laughs> in in Jane's memory, that is, they told stories around the campfire together, and they made friends. This is why they get kidnapped nonstop. <laughs> like because she just thinks everyone's their friend. <laughs> Bananas trusting, like. I, I really think that, like, we didn't need Heirs of the Force. We should have just, like, yeah. jumped into Shadow Academy, and that would have helped me not think Jaina was a moron, yeah. because, like... I mean, I think they're all... Quarrel was just nonstop. Like, I... It was... Quarrel was, like, the Dread Pirate Roberts in The Princess Bride. It was like, yeah. good, <laughs> good job fixing my TIE fighter. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, but he, like... Seems to have some sort of affection. Yeah, I mean he for them, I or think, guilt. Like he, on some level, cares about what happens to Jason and Jada. They want him over some minuscule amount, yeah. even if it's like he can rationalize it to himself as saying that like this seems like a real waste of you know resources right. and energy to try to like kidnap and brainwash these kids when we have like these willing kids that we can get. Or even just, like, why are you going to torture them to death with rocks when right. you could be training in the dark side? And, like, those objections are completely reasonable. Right. But right. I think in his heart, he just, like, he yeah, he, he, he cares about them. Yeah, and they, like, helped. They, like, they did help him. They him, so. And I think that, and they do show, like, real compassion for him whenever they see him. Like, they yeah. are worried about him. Yeah, and they're like, Carl, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Even though, like, he was always like, yeah. an imperial officer. <laughs> Is your arm okay? Like, we could try to find you a better doctor. Yeah, just, like, like, you can get a better arm. Like, they have a whole conversation about it. Yeah, they like, care so much about every part of his life that, yeah. I, I mean... That he's just, he ends up being the one to, like, open the doors yeah. and allow them to escape. Yeah, which was, I thought was a good A good little, little moment. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that we haven't really talked about is maybe, like, Joss and Jaina's sort of connection to each other, which is something that we mentioned in Heirs of the Forest, like, not really. <laughs> right, it was definitely a lot more developed yeah. here. Like, the, they were just using the Force a lot more. Like, yeah. 
they were in general more Force-sensitive. When they were about to get kidnapped, like, they could sense that they were the targets of the attack before there was any real indication of that. Jaina knew when Jocelyn had sort of broken out of his cell. Right, she was waiting waiting for him. Yeah, when when Jason was doing the... Claw machine looking for Corsica gems. He could sense that Jaina was, like, rooting for him. Yeah. So they had these, like, silent moments of communication yeah. sort of throughout. So they were, like, they were using they were using the Force, and they were much better, like, Jedi. Yeah. yeah. As much more as I remembered the books, like, their sort of deep connection. And they got brown eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. Brandy. Brandy liquid brown eyes. Oh what is with the liquid eyes thing? Yeah, I'm not really sure what that description means. <laughs> <laughs> Like, pools of brown. It's just... I don't know. Is that just, like, them being, like, they're definitely related to Leia and Han? Because Leia and Han have brown brown eyes. eyes. But, like, like so many people have brown eyes. Brown eyes are normal. And, like, yeah, I feel like it would... Like, you you should mention Leia because, yes, Carrie Fisher's eyes were gorgeous. gorgeous But, like, it just seems weird the way... The hair... Kevin J. Anderson and Rebecca Mosta... We're like, when you describe a character, you hit the hair and the eyes, yeah. and you are just done. Yeah, got it. Because <laughs> everybody, like, because Tamith Kay has, like, black hair and violet eyes, and yeah. Tim McCaw has copper gold hair and yeah. green, green eyes. eyes. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just everybody hit yeah. hair and eyes straight down. And you hit them every chapter. Yeah. You just, like, make sure you know what color. Yeah. Their eyes are. <laughs> <laughs> then you're good to go. You got it's the window to the soul. Yeah, I mean it, it's true. It's like they mention those brown eyes a lot. I know. I just like every time you know I'm like coming up with the soundtrack for this book. So yeah, uh, Brackus is I'm too sexy, yeah. and Jada is brown eyed girl. Brown-eyed, <laughs> yeah. She got brown eyes. Yeah. So maybe. Oh, I'm also interested. We should talk a little bit more about Brackus because I find his like motivation. Vague, questionable. <laughs> <laughs> what What is Brackus's dream? My one of my favorite parts of this book was when, like, they uh, Jaina, Dawson, and Louis get to the Shadow Academy, and like they realize that it's Brackus, and Jaina was like, they're like retelling the story of Brackus, like to, to Brackus, <laughs> and <laughs> she says, "Tim, you faced yourself, but you were so ugly inside that you failed." <laughs> I was like, that is the most, like, teenager Jedi thing. Yeah. She's like, you looked inside your own soul and you were awful. <laughs> you couldn't take it and you ran away. I was like, Gina, they kidnapped you and they couldn't murder you any second. Like, shut up. <laughs> I will say that, like, I know Tenoka was your favorite. Jaina was my yeah. favorite. And it's these <laughs> moments that, like, just the, and I feel like you see, like, where she's, you know, you see, like, she's her mom's, she's her mama's daughter yeah, here. Yeah, like, sure like you know yeah. what? You are full of it. Yeah. I say no. Yeah. I wouldn't, I just, the only thing that would be better if, is if she said it in, like, a sort of, like, in and out British accent. Wavering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's very much like Leia with Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't care that you can kill me any second. Right. Like, I, I think yeah. you're the worst yeah. and you're going to know it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but then when Brackus is later like reflecting on his life, it's very much that. And he seems to be like 80% thinking about what how beautiful he is. Like, yeah. most of the time he's like, I'm gorgeous. And I know that the dark side makes you ugly, which. I did not know, and I have questions about that. (laughs) And I'm going to guess be ugly eventually. I'm ugly on the inside, but I'm beautiful, and it seems to be, like, as far as he goes. Yeah, I I mean, 
this may be too late a question to be asking, but like Bracus is not a character that was ever in any other book series. I don't think so. I don't think so either. So like, there's no sort of like establishment of him as no. I mean, we know a little bit about his history with the Jedi Academy. We don't really know like who sent him as a spy. Yeah, he seems like a terrible. Spy. He's a really <laughs> bad spy. Whoever sent him, I feel like must have not been out for that much information because they had to know that, like, Luke's immediately going to figure out that this kid is full of crap. Right, like, well, and he wasn't even, like, the first spy. He was just, like, the best at the force spy. Yeah, and Luke was like, oh, maybe we could... Wait, work on this. Yeah. But, <laughs> kind of evil. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, like, I... I don't know what a win looks like for Bracus, other yeah. than, like, not getting blown up, which, you know, is motivating enough, yeah, I guess. But I he guess. just seems very, like, he doesn't seem like his heart's in the evil. No. He doesn't seem very motivated by, like, power or rage or any of those other sort of I dark side motivations. If he's, like, trying to be the Luke of this new Imperial world. Yeah, he's just like he wants to, because he seems sort of teeter on like wanting to be the good guy versus the, like playing both good guy, bad guy, good guy, yeah, bad guy. He cop. doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to think of himself as like hated. I don't a think. bad or guy or hated. hated. I think he wants to be, like I feel like all of this could have been avoided if Brackus had landed like a modeling contract. Yeah. Like I think that he was trying to make it <laughs> in New Republic modeling and it didn't work out. And like, well I'm just going to join the Imperial <laughs> He got He's like, you know who appreciates, like, good, beautiful, human, white guy aesthetics? <laughs> the Empire. <laughs> I'm joining. <laughs> I'm in. Just wanted to be a poster boy. And they're like, well, you can use the Force. And he's like, really? Yeah. And they're like, trust us. We've we've got a job yeah. for you. You can wear shimmering robes. They'll flow around you. You'll look fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just his whole, yeah. his whole deal. Which... I guess maybe ties into a question that I had at the end of this. What percentage of the population is strong with the Force? Just, like, across the galaxy. as in, like... Worthy of training at an academy. Like, what percentage of people... I would say... Are Force wielders? Well... Or could be Force wielders? I think 100%. Really? Yeah. Like, and... and maybe I mean, the Force flows through all of us. Yes. So I think there's potential... It's, like, how much time do you want to put into everybody? But, like, so so anybody could have magic powers if they tried hard enough? I think that's the, like, Buddhist sort of, like, underlying, like, religiousness of the Force. Is that, like, inside you, like, you have the capability of, like... Right. Well, I mean, I think... Transcendence. And, like, it's how much time and sort of like dedication meditation you put into it I feel like I'm not sure that always comes through <laughs> in the Star Wars right I, and I think for sure like Luke's not going to train someone who doesn't show right I think you gotta be able to like but I think turn Luke on would light say or, that like everyone well I think everyone is like in contact with the force yeah. and everyone can have like a relationship with the force you know like in uh in Rogue One they had those yeah. guys who were like religious adherence right. to the force, but they right. could not like right. make things float. Right. You know? Yeah, so I guess maybe it's and I mean we talked about this with Ayers too, is that like it seems like with this sort of universe, you also it's not even that you just have like you're force sensitive, but like you're force sensitive in a very particular right. way. The like much like the X Men, right? That yeah. Like, you have a kind of like <laughs> Force power that's particular to your 
itself, um, that like the force manifests itself in a very particular way. I think, I don't know. I mean, and, and this goes back, I think, to the conversation we had last week too, which is the like, how are they getting these students? Like, right? Are these just people who are friends of like Leia and the New Republic? And Appar- like, I got a kid. <laughs> Apparently, students are incredibly difficult to come by. If Brackus is taken to po- literally poaching students off of Luke's wow. academy, he can't even get his own students. Shout out to me, lazy, <laughs> the laziest of all the force training. <laughs> right, and I will like lazy A. They don't want to like go look for students on their own. Lazy B. They have no plan for brainwashing these kids. Right, they're just like. It. They're just like, all right, we'll just like go to school and do all the stuff that we do with our other kids. Yeah, and hopefully it'll work. You'll just start using the dark side eventually. Yeah. Like, there's no plan. But, like, you love them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I really would like to know more about the other students at the Shadow yeah. Academy. Like, who they are. Who they are and where they come from. Because I think this is. I guess we'll find out if I'm right when yeah. we read uh, the Lost Ones Lost one. next. But I think that uh, Jason and Jaina's homeless friend from Coruscant joins the Shadow Academy. Is his name Zek? Or yeah, Zeke or Zeke. Zek. Okay. Yeah. I think he joins the Shadow Academy. Yeah. Which means that, like, he could totally have been being trained as a Jedi, but because he was poor, no one bothered with him. Yeah. This would be like Hogwarts if they only let in the Slytherins. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, Luke's Academy is just, like, looking for purebloods. Yeah. Richies. There's no Weasleys at this place. Yeah. I don't know. I hope we get more into sort of how both the Jedi Academy and Shadow Academy are recruiting. Yeah, I want to know more about... I want to make, I understand, like, why we're only just sort of at the very beginning here, but I definitely want to make this world bigger. Yeah. And, like, that's something that you run into a lot with, like, Star Wars stuff, even, you know, with the the prequels to an extent, and I think it was something that people didn't like about the new movies that I did like, which is, like, making it bigger, making yeah. it about more characters, straying away right. from the people that we already know. And, yeah. obviously, it's fun to spend time with the people that we already know, but... The more time we spend with them, the right. more, like, right. it's I mean, a lot of questions. Yeah, it's, it's much more compelling, I think, when they're at the fringes of yeah. it and you're spending time with characters and building worlds that are only tangentially related. Right, like all the stuff with, now. like, Tinoka and Hades yeah, and Dathomir. I think why I love that stuff so much is that it's, like, it's related and, and it's connected to that you know, that world, but it expands it so much. And, yeah. And there's, it's different. It's yeah, and it's not so, like, overdetermined. There's space yeah. to... Yeah, even when they were describing Dathomir, and it's like, there's deserts and forests, and I was like, this is already, like... Yeah, it's, that's already a huge departure from right. Star Wars. The fact that you could have, like, different climates right. on a planet. <laughs> I was like, wow, it's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I feel like we've pretty much yeah, done we've it. Yeah, covered a lot. We covered a Shadow Academy. So next week is The Lost Ones. Yeah, which is the last in the Jedi Shadow trilogy. trilogy which they've got a lot of ground to cover They if we're going to like close out yeah. a, a continuing story arc that's barely been started. Yeah, I don't remember how much the arcs sort of blend. Yeah, blend into each other. Yeah. Um, it'll be intriguing to see where that one so the, what's gonna it's, it's a lot of promise here. So on the cover of the lost ones, we have Leia 
Thank God. Yeah. And 3PO. Eh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll see. The Millennium Falcon shooting at a TIE fighter. Jason mm-hmm. and Jaina looking grim, of course. Mm-hmm. And Tinoka in sort of like action pose yeah. with a... Pretty cool in that one. With the staff, so... Yeah. They're over some sort of planets. Yeah. Yeah, everyone looks real upset <laughs> in this one. So I think there's a lot of room for, for excitement. So that's, yeah. that's it for us for this week. Uh, find us on social media. Yeah, we're all social media now. Like, subscribe. We've got Twitter, uh, which we're at after underscore Alderon. Yeah. Facebook, adolescence off after Alderon. Instagram, adolescence after Alderon. You can email us adolescence after Alderon at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, we also have a WordPress blog with show notes. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, I'd like to look at that book cover they just (laughs) described or, you know, what is that article they mentioned? We'll try to be as thorough as we can posting, like, links and connections. Yeah, feel free to ask questions. Yeah, join the conversation. Again, we're lovers and experts. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So if we're wrong... You it's don't need to fight. We, yeah. we accept it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So see you next week. Bye bye.